0: Getting your day started, connecting faith to life. Back to Austin Hill in the morning. Good morning. It's now 7.09 Central Time from the Faith Radio Network. Does our Christian faith have something to say about business, for-profit enterprise? Does the Christian faith, our our biblical heritage and history and tradition, does it say anything at all about entrepreneurs? Well, in a sense, you know, uh, Jesus was a craftsman. He was a carpenter. The Apostles were uh, working men. They were small business owners, if you will. I certainly think that uh, for those reasons, if not another, uh, we should seek to apply our Christian faith to the local small business owner. Bill English uh, from BibleandBusiness.com in studio with us. You've written eloquently about a fact that just kind of rolls off the tongue. And we just kind of, uh, those of us who follow business trends, we admit it, we acknowledge it, but then we just move on and we don't really think about uh, what goes on in terms of the hurt, human turmoil and the reality is this. Most business startups fail. Now, what you've done, Bill English, is you've opened up the hood and looked inside at what that failure amounts to. Where do we begin with that?
1: Well, we, uh, gosh, well, we begin in a number of places. You know, when I was going through my business downturn back in 2008 and 2009 and again in 2013, the emotional price that I was paying uh, was significant. And my family paid it with me. Mm-hmm. And so uh, where I start, as both as, as an owner, uh, a minister, and a psychologist, is I start with the emotional side of this thing. Because if the business owner is not emotionally and mentally healthy, uh, the business is not going to do well, and they're not going to be able to make the, the tough decisions that need to be made. Mm-hmm. So I start with the emotional piece.
0: Uh, tell us more about that.
1: Well, emotionally, uh, um, owners go through what, what we call or what I wrote about here is called entrepreneurial terror. And that's an all-encompassing dread that really comes out of nowhere when you start to see all the forces that are working against your business. Maybe it's it's the loss of a customer contract. Uh, perhaps it's uh, new regulations that are changing how you do business. And, and some of the emotions that, that come into play here is um, racing thoughts. <clears throat> You're going to have terror. You're going to have anxiety. Sometimes you have an inability to sleep, an inability to control your thoughts, those kinds of things, uh, psychologists would uh, either point to some kind of an anxiety or mood disorder there, uh, but it's it's not chemically induced, it's situationally induced, and it's something that uh, most entrepreneurs go through at one time or another.
0: Mm-hmm. I would certainly think so. Bill English from BibleAndBusiness.com in studio with us once again, as he customarily is uh, on Wednesdays here on our program. You know as you 've laid this out, and as i 've talked with you over the uh, the last many months and even studying other resources about the failure of businesses, the psychology of this really is uh, i think in many ways bears resemblance to the psychology of uh, competitive sports and the fact that there is failure in the process of being a competitive athlete. Uh, it's this emotional roller coaster that we all kind of acknowledge in a glib sort of fashion, but boy, you look under the hood, you've got some real high highs, but some very painful lows as well. Is, does that analogy fit, do you think? I think it does in the micro,
1: not in the macro, because mm-hmm. in the macro, your ability to <clears throat> fail and bounce back for business owners may be only two or three times. Whereas as a professional athlete, their ability to fail and bounce back might be literally thousands of times. I dropped the pass. I I threw an interception. I missed the I missed the shot kind of thing. But I'm going to try again. And so, uh, you know, the the golfer has to make his hundred putts before he can go in at night. Uh, <clears throat> so it's in the micro. I believe that you're you're
0: right on that. Talk to us about the failure of a small business owner or any kind of entrepreneurial venture, somebody's failure, and how that plays out sometimes in, I want to call it, church culture. Where some might look at another person's failure and say, well, maybe God is trying to tell you something here. Maybe there's sin in your life. Maybe this is a circumstance brought about because uh, you've done something wrong. This is God's judgment on you. I mean, those things happen. You you know that very well. Tell us about that.
1: Well, yeah. And look, if there is, by the way, if there is sin in your life, the only remedy there is to confess it, Right. Because we know as Christians that God is not going to bless your business and your work if you're uh, actively, deliberately living in sin. So uh, that, for sure, is something that, that uh, can <laughs> stifle business growth, so to speak, for the Christian business owner. Right. But but beyond that, uh, the churches often just don't know what to do with the guy who or gal who's going through a business that is failing. Uh, I think they're sympathetic. I think they're compassionate. I think they want to help, but I don't think they know how to help. How do you help a guy who, who you go to lunch with and he says, you know, I've got a $230,000 payroll on Friday and I've got, you know, 87000 in the bank mm-hmm. and I don't know where the rest of it's going to come from. And yet if I lay these people off, then I'm for sure dooming uh, this business to failure or at least to such a, a, a small position that we're never going to really be able to bounce back. And, uh, you know, know, most people don't realize, at least in the state of Minnesota, and I think in most other states, that payroll is a personal liability of the owner. The owner can declare bankruptcy, and the bankruptcy will not cover payroll. Mm -hmm. Payroll has to be paid, period. And so uh, these these are the kind of stresses that happen. How churches help, boy, that's tough.
0: It is indeed. And yet you have also, nonetheless, written about how such failures can be reframed as uh, experiences from which we can learn, teachable moments, if you will. And again, I, you know, I, I don't want to be too glib or simplistic throwing out these terms like teachable moment, uh, but that's, I think, a recognizable, relatable way to describe it. Let's talk more about that and uh, uh, talk about the wisdom to be gleaned from such circumstances when we continue. Bill English from com. He's in our studio talking about the uh, lessons learned when a business fails. And if there's a business owner in your church... I'm always quick to say, hey, ask them how things are going, because it really does matter to you and to them and to all of the community and all of the church. But when there's failure, well, Bill English has some suggestions on that. We'll continue with him in just a moment, 716 Central Time. It's the Faith Radio Network, and I'm Austin Hill. Good morning. It's now 718 from the Faith Radio Network. And I'm Austin Hill. Breakpoint with Eric Pentaxis and John Stone Street about eight minutes away. Bill English with BibleandBusiness.com. He's uh, in our studios. We talk about the struggles of small business owners and what happens when a business fails. Uh, I wish we had uh, three more hours to detail some of the things you've written here about uh, the ways in which uh, a business failure can be eventually, over time, turned around to uh, produce good fruit. But in a nutshell, uh, how do we begin to understand that?
1: Well, I think we begin to understand it by realizing that, A, God works everything together for good, and, B, uh, that God rarely uses somebody mightily whom he has not hurt deeply first. That's a phrase or a paraphrase. Uh, from A.W. Tozer, and, mm-hmm. I, and I, I think Tozer was right on that point. So when God takes you through suffering, if you're a small business owner and you are suffering because your business is either in decline or it's flat or it's just not where you want it to be and, uh, and you're suffering as a result, uh, that suffering is an entrustment from the Lord for you to turn to him and to let him clean out your life and maybe the life of your spouse and your family, because he has greater things for you, either within the business or outside of the business, uh, as he uh, moves you along in his plan in your life.
0: That's tough to believe when your bank account is being cleared out as well, and and you're upside down, and you're in debt, and you're on the hook, and all the rest.
1: You know, and look, I'm not just a guy talking about theory. Uh, I have been there. You know, I, I took over uh, day-to-day operations of my business on January 1st of 2009, and I walked into a situation where we had $890,000 of debt, less than $100,000 in receivables, on uh, a declining, uh, going from $9 million to $4 million a year in sales in 2009. And yet, uh, I know what what business owners go through. I know the terror. I've been there. It is tough, but it is not impossible. As you draw near to God... And as you draw near to his heart, God literally changes you, and the things of this world really do grow strangely dim when you're sitting in the light of God's glory and God's grace. And uh, I've been there, and uh, I know that uh, uh, if 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 you're listening out there and your business is not doing well, you're welcome to go to com and give me a call. My phone number's out there, or email me. Um, or if you know somebody whose business is not doing well, you can certainly let them uh, get a hold of me as well.
0: Yeah, I, I, and I would recommend that. What would you say? What would you say to the pastor, Bill English, who is uh, hearing you describe what you experienced, and the pastor is thinking, Yeah, there's somebody in our congregation who's facing this. I don't know what to tell him. I don't know where to begin. What would you recommend to that pastor?
1: Well, uh, I would recommend to that pastor two things. Number one, offer to have lunch with the owner and hear him out or her out and pray for them and offer whatever emotional and spiritual assistance you can. But number two, contact the other business owners in your church and get a 911 team together or call it a tiger team or something like that where the other business owners in your congregation rally around this person and become a support uh, to that individual for six months or a year. And uh, make it something constructive, make it a defined amount of time and let them uh, help
0: that person through their uh, demise. Yeah, that's an excellent suggestion. Bill English, you can find him at BibleAndBusiness.com. Uh, his contact info is there, and he's uh, offered to uh, take a call or uh, an inquiry, perhaps an email, and uh, offer some input in these kinds of situations. And let me take it full circle here, because this is something that you and I both care deeply about, not only as parents and as men who love the church and are seeking to serve, Um, We do have this problem. It surrounds us everywhere in the United States of America and really throughout the world, but even right here at home. There are just not enough businesses being started. I mean, we we have more businesses failing. Businesses are failing at a more rapid pace than there are new business startups. We've talked about that before. Yeah given given what we have discussed here about failure what do you say to the young person or even the parent of a young person who is saying you know i've got a business idea i think i'm going to go out there and try it it's
1: it's rough terrain it is it is tough and so you need to be called to this but what i would say is um make sure you know what you're doing get advice from the get-go on how to start the business and how to run it you know running a Performing a specialized skill that people are willing to pay for is far different than running a business that performs the specialized skill that people are willing to pay for. It, those, are, those are two different worlds. Having said that, young people, we need entrepreneurs, and I would encourage you to look at starting your own business as opposed to going to work for a Medtronic or a Target or one of these other Fortune 500s. Uh, it is, it is the, the time of your life running a business it is one of the greatest things you'll ever do. It's one of the most wonderful things you'll ever do. It'll also be one of the most despairing things you'll ever do. <laughs> you'll hit both ends of the emotional spectrum, but I encourage entrepreneurship in a big way.
0: With the highs and the lows being what they are, is there anything you can compare uh, business ownership to? Getting, I think it stands you know, alone, but what, what do uh, you think?
1: You know, getting married and getting divorced, I guess. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm, I'm not trying to be glib with that because uh, I have been divorced. Uh, but uh, getting married and getting divorced, I think, are the two emotional highs and lows in life. Hmm.
0: Bill English, publisher of BibleAndBusiness.com. Find him there. Find his contact info there and uh, reach out and uh, speak with him directly. Good to, uh, good to see you. Thanks very much for this. This is, uh, this is difficult, uh, but it's necessary. And uh, I'm glad that uh, we're able to bring this information to people. Well, later, dude. Yeah. <laughs> to paraphrase never mind it's an inside <laughs> joke anyway it's uh 7 central time oh the fun we have it's the faith radio network i'm austin hill break points with eric pentaxes and john stone street on the way